Did you know that each of the bullets fired in Halo 3 by Master Chief has his name engraved on them? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast. Episode 146, my name is Gareth Briney, I am your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards, how are you doing Darren? Oh, hello, good evening, I'm very well, thank you, yourself. All right, good, you're surprised to be on the left. I am surprised, yeah, yeah. that's where I belong now. So yes, I don't, yes. I, I don't know why you're surprised to be on the left, but anyway, it's uh, no surprise to the rest of us. On <laughs> <laughs> my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw, who just heard there. How are you doing, Paul, you all right? Hi, Gareth. Sorry, I jumped in there before I was cued. That's yeah. good. I'll, I like it. I'll never make an actor, will I? Um, so, yeah, um, all groovy. Thank you very much. Happy to be on the right, you know, since people on the left are all Labour supporters. So, we won't even go down there. And on my virtual opposite, in the middle, someone would say, like a, like a, a Lib Dem. Is Richard Dobson? How are you doing, Richard Dobson? Hang on a minute. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's an insult. I'm happy, I'm happy to be down the middle and, and the best of both worlds, mm. but oh, Lib Dem. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Nobody's party. <laughs> there you go. A bit of politics already. That's what we like. Um, right, gentlemen, how's your week been? Let's start with, let's start with Richard. I've insulted him already. <laughs> Uh, week's been good. Yeah, um, there's a, a new thing on Netflix which I've been really looking forward to. I didn't know about it. Um, so do, I don't know if any of you guys remember the uh, the Channel 5 show back in the early noughties, I think, called The Mole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, actually. I was uh, at the start of lockdown, I was re-watching The Mole on, on YouTube. It's basically uh, a group of contestants have to do these challenges and they can be of varying degrees um, in a in a location um for money um but the one one of these contestants is a mole that's been planted in and is trying to sabotage these challenges and stop them from from making money um and it only ran for two series in the uk but i was absolutely obsessed with it as a kid and i, I kept saying uh, when i rewatched it in during lockdown that you know this would be a brilliant show to resurrect and uh, anyway netflix have done it but it's a it's a sort of a continuation of the american series and um it's very much like the mole for the instagram generation now there's you look Uh, at these contestants and there's not one unattractive person in it um and they all do this whole talking to the camera thing in in a, in a different setting where the, the relaying what's been going through the head as these challenges go on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been brought kicking and screaming into a modern setting, which is good and bad, I suppose. But um, yeah, I've been watching the mole reboot Ooh. on Netflix. What would you give it out of 10? Uh, maybe a six. Okay. Um, I have really, I, I, like I say, I loved what, re-watching it again. 
the British series, um, and it was it was never going to match up to this, but it's it's still the the bones of the the mold that I I loved as a as a child are still there. <laughs> Oh, slightly right. more modern. It, it sounded like a beloved childhood pet then. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's a, it sounds a bit morbid. The bones of the mole are still invisible. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. My goodness. <laughs> um, I, I've watched a similar program, Richard, but it's a CBBC program called Trapped, and they're in a big tower, and there's a saboteur. So I think the format's been pinched by a few people. Um, oh, okay. So that was quite good, actually, even though it was. You know, aimed at people 10, 15 years younger than me. So I might give that a look. Oh, and Dan, how's your week been? Uh, so we had a Halloween party on Saturday. We were chatting about it last week. So that was good fun. Managed to sort a Super Mario costume in time that was a tight onesie in areas I won't describe. Um, but that was good fun. And uh, Ryan wore a matching costume of um, Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. So there we go. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. Oh, yeah, that's famous combo, Mario that and Alan Grant. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, I left it too late and I was going to go as Jeff Goldblum, uh, Ian Malcolm, but then I had to get like leather jackets and all of this and I, I just wouldn't have been able to sort it in time. So I decided to go for the plan B. Um, and then I was a bit uh, unsettled because everyone told me how much I suited a moustache. Uh, so... <laughs> But um, I've never been one to grow facial hair, so maybe I can do Movember next year. But yeah, um, and then in work, uh, everything's been breaking. I've just had a call tonight that um, something else has broke. So printer started printing out endless copies of some receipt. I couldn't stop it. Every time I turned it on and off, it just continued where it left off. Paul, you might be able to help with this. So I've just found where it's coming from and I've unplugged that tail and I seem to have exercised the demon inside it, but I don't turn it back on because it's just spewing the same thing out again and again, um, which is incredibly irritating. So, yeah, technology has tested my patience this week, so I am looking forward to a day off tomorrow, I must say. Good. Okay, sorry about that, Darren. Awesome. Paul, what about you? Has your week been Um, better? Well, Darren, first of all, did you check the printer queue? Don't, don't start giving yes, IT advice now on the thing. <laughs> if you, if you ask the me if I turn it on and off again, I am going to take offence, Paul. Well, no, because <laughs> that, that literally is. what the, the way the printers work, it'll send the jobs to the printer. And yeah. quite often the queue on the computer can be empty, but they're actually stored in the buffer on the printer. Well, so I, I got IT to like remote go in remotely to yeah. the till, and it's yeah. a till, not a PC. So it's like a, a desktop version of Windows, and it's all very boring. But they couldn't find anything, and I just ripped the power cable out because I'd had enough. So, so you, so what you're saying is you're just making it up, yeah? If IT well, find it, then I yeah. think it's a ghost. Personally, that's my that's where my money is. But it's IT, a bit late though. Well, I Unless opened the ticket two days ago, and they still haven't sorted it. So I've, well, I've sorted it temporarily. That's what I'll I'm tell you say. something from the uh, from standing from an IT standpoint. Jesus. People like you who just rip cables out. <laughs> Honestly, worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. Two days for IT to get their act together. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got a anyway, job. I know I'll contact. I know I- this is supposed to be my section, so yeah, my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Gareth, thanks for asking. My week's been um, interesting, I think, um, dealing with all of the IT and people pulling cables out and stuff. Um, but other than that, the only thing I wanted to mention was just to catch Darren up, basically, listening to the news this morning that people from northern cities 
great northern cities, Darren, like Liverpool or Manchester. Thank there was you. No mention of Leeds. You're um, from Oldham, though, so technically <laughs> that doesn't count for you. That's getting savage. That's Greater Manchester, thank you, Dobby. <laughs> There's nothing great about Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the boys from Leeds. Anyway, um, so, yeah, basically, if you have a northern accent, it can actually harm your career, they were right. saying. So, Gareth will be all right. That's why he's London. And that's why we're all scratching the living house. Ooh, oh, God. I lost Ooh. you, Paul, there. Paul, I've lost you. Are you still there? I'm still here. Hello. You went. You disappeared oh, on us. Oh my well. word! Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just going to pull this power lead out and see what happens. Thank I'll sort it. But don't move, Paul. Whatever you do, don't move. Stay where you are. Don't do I anything else. I didn't move anyway. I got yeah. a little animated when Dobbo yeah, was in Manchester. But apart from that, I'm too excited. <laughs> but apart from that, yes, everything is awesome. Um, everything is cool when you're part of a team. So. Good. Um, I. Have been watching on Netflix. I watched. I think we watched the whole weekend, the Cabinet of Curiosities. And if you don't know what this is, it's like a anthology program. There's kind of eight episodes. Almost like you could say a Black Mirror type thing when you're watching eight separate um, stories, different directors, um, based around a kind of horror, the Cabinet of Curiosities, or horror thriller, psychological horror, um, and. Dottoro, what's his first name? Killer. Yeah, he he introduces it like after each got used to introduce each one, and he has a little cabinet and he introduces a story. But they're really good. I mean, there's some really brilliant ones in there. There's, it's really worth a watch. It's really some you know, even if you're only going to like maybe half them, it's still really worth a watch. They're really exciting, kind of interesting tales, and some really odd ones in there as well, which I really like. Now give it a watch. So must, We've uh, watched the first one. Really enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Need to carry on with it. Yeah, some great ones. Wait to get to number seven, then we can have a conversation. Oh, it reminds me of, uh, like you say, Black Mirror kind of inside number nine, that kind of anthology, different mm. story every week. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Good. Um, let's go on to games. We've been playing, We've been playing games. Um, let's start. Richard, what's your first game? Uh, I'll start with... Trifox, which I reviewed, and that's up on the site now. It's like a... It's, it's supposed to be um, channeling the, the 3D platformers that graced the, the PS1 and PS2 era. But it's a lot more than that as well. So you, you play as a, a fox who's gone on a mission to basically retrieve his remote control after it was stolen from his house. Um and you have these like three archetypes. You have uh, engineer, mage, and warrior, and you can choose abilities from these to then wander around these levels. But you can mix and match. You don't need to choose uh, the warrior, for example, and play as a warrior throughout. You pick a starting ability, but then after that, you you have access to all these skill trees. And um, it's really interesting some of the builds that you can come up with, even for for a. a platformer because it, so it does get quite tricky as well so the first level will lull you into a false sense of security and then the second level will, will show you the true colors you know like actually i need to sort of not necessarily level up but i need a, a bigger and better arsenal basically and you you choose these abilities um from these three skill trees 
uh, but it plays like a, a like a top-down twin-stick shooter a little bit. So the the abilities that I've got, one of them just fires bullets continuously, and you're using the right the right stick to to control where these bullets are going. But then I was also dropping turrets, flame turrets down. I think these were both from the engineer skill tree, but then my dodge ability was from the mage skill tree. And it's really interesting to sort of play around with these these builds that you can make. There's even like a training area where you can try them out before you jump into these tricky levels. Um, so I had a really good time with it. I think I gave it four stars. Um, there's a lot of replayability in it as well because whilst it sort of channels these 3D platformers, there's not it's not a massive collectathon. There's only 32 gems i think that you need to need to find throughout these levels and they're quite well hidden um but yeah it's it's, it's just fun it, i had a I had a quite a, a lot of fun with it playing around with these builds and and finding out what worked best for me and what worked best against these enemy types and mm. if you're into that sort of thing um definitely pick it up i think my my only major issue with it is there's only 12 levels so it's a little bit on the short side All right Good. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Trifog. And that's out now, is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh. My reviews up on the site as well. Paul, what's your game? What First is one? my game? Well, um, at the moment, I've actually gone back to a couple of old games. Um, I've got another one I'll talk about in a moment. But for now, I'm spending a lot of time playing Destiny 2 with the uh, the new season of the lost thing that's happening so that's quite good fun they've introduced a new kind of activity where you have to go and uh, collect candy and stuff obviously sponsored by halloween um and the other game i'm playing quite a lot of at the moment is uh, forza horizon 5 because i don't know if you're aware but it's been 10 years since the first forza horizon launched um, so the, what they've done is in five, each week of this season, they've looked back to one of the previous games. So it's been quite interesting going back and looking at the cars that we used in all the different games and stuff. Um, so, yeah, basically two very good games. Go and play them some more, people. So if you, so it was a, Forza Horizon, <coughs> it's just the cars that were in Forza Horizon the first game? Well, thinking, yeah, basically the, the cars that were on the cover of the game they're like the hero cars of the season say so in week one it was the dodge viper and you had to do a load of stuff in the dodge viper and you know then it moved on to a couple of lamborghinis and now this week it's great britain so we're back in the mclaren center so yeah it's um it's been a lovely way to look back it's like they've changed the intro sequence each week as well to reflect how the intro for each of the earlier games was so it all looks a bit different. It's, it's, it's been really well done. It's been a very good celebration, a good look back. Good. Okay. Nice. Um, I can't believe you're still playing it. Um, now, <laughs> well, Darren. Yeah, I, do, I keep slowing down so I can look in people's houses. <laughs> uh, Darren. Get a blue car in it. I'll get you Go back. Get. <laughs> Darren, what you, what's your game? 
so I'm, I'm a bit like Paul. I, I, it sounds like we've got no review code, doesn't it? Yeah. I've um, finished uh, a game that Batora um, Lost Haven I spoke about last week. Still playing Halo Infinite multiplayer. The winter update is less than a week away. Um, so that's going to finally fix the XP problems with levelling up with your battle pass. So you'll actually get XP based on how you perform rather than just hitting challenges. Um, and then also you'll be able to play sandbox mode and they're going to rebalance the weapons and stuff as well, this co-op. So it's quite a big update. I think they're hoping that it's going to just put a bit of thrusters underneath it and, and kind of get the spotlight on it again. So I've been playing that. And then at the Halloween party, we played, we cracked up Jackpox Party Pack 9, which I think I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. And it's just great fun. We had, I think it was about 10 of us, so we played the trivia game Quicksort I spoke about, where you have to order your answers, um, say, from fewest to most or from um, lowest to highest. And we just ended up screaming at each other, trying to put people off. Um, it was it was great fun. And then we also played the Fibbage game where you can make up um, false facts and have to guess them. But you can also play Fibbage about you, which is a bit like... Um, a, a card game called Bad People. Don't know if you've heard of it, where you all have to kind of make up facts and stuff about the other person, and they have to guess the right one. So it gets quite um, personal, and all the in jokes come out. So just tying up loose ends. Really, I've got a couple of other games I'm, I need to start playing. Um, but yeah, they're the main ones I've played in the past week. Good. Okay. Um, Paul, are you going to say something? No, no. I, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of it. I wouldn't <laughs> dream of breathing or speaking or anything. <laughs> yeah. Just behind the curtain, we just have to tell Paul off for breathing. We have to stop the podcast because he's breathing generally. We've, yeah, we've had to stop the podcast because I was trying to get some oxygen in my bloodstream. Yes, no breathing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to talk briefly about a game, first game that's come out today called The Chant. Now, I haven't finished my review yet because I've still got a bit more of it to play, but I'm about two-thirds of the way through. Um, and the chant is a game. The chant was a game I was really excited about. And the chant set on it's like a um, third-person action adventure, and you play this uh, lady called Jess who lost her sister and is a bit lost in life, and so her mate invites her to this island, um, to this almost like cult group who are a little bit living in this island away from them. So you arrive at this island, and then you. Um, arrive in the cult group and you sort of like chat to everyone and then a ritual starts to take place that you'll get and then someone freaks out completely and you realize something's more sinister at play with the cult group but actually something much more supernatural as well that's the kind of premise of it without to spoil anything more but the the game is a mixture of sort of exploration just going around but also this you have these kind of monitors on you like your 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 mind level so you're you're trying to avoid yourself having panic attacks um, where things might scare you or things might do, but so you might have to um, eat some lavender or something like that that you collect around the building. And it's also, when you're walking around, it's like you're playing like a puzzle adventure. So it's almost like a little bit Resident Evil in that sense. Puzzles, inventory, they're kind of like these, you open this portal with these things called the gloom and you have to sort of attack these creatures. Um, Sometimes you like <laughs> simple things like there might be flies in the way, so you you make a um, like a, a, a lavender sort of like what's the word? Um, it's you know like when people burn something like um almost like um 
What do you have in churches? What do you burn in churches? Incense. Incense. It's like, it's like that bit, isn't it? Incense. And you're, burn, <laughs> you're burning that to get, you have to burn that to get rid of the fly. And you're using the attack button and the heavy attack button to do that. Um, so the whole game is, the good points are the kind of, the, the idea, I don't think there's been a group that's been in a cult group, except for Cult of the Lamb recently. And um, I think the things about how you deal with sort of panic attacks and anxiety in a game, you have to kind of like, you know, leveling up and trying to keep those levels up are quite interesting. But it, the, the mechanics of it don't quite work properly. Um, it's not as, it gets a bit like when you go into sort of how to fight things, like creatures and stuff, it's a bit clunky doesn't feel good and it's not a triple a title it's like a double a it's an indie title even though it looks quite it looks quite good it looks like a um, really good but it, none of that holds together it doesn't sometimes it just doesn't know really exactly what it is um and that's a bit of a shame but i'm not going to give it its full review to have done the whole thing but i'm a little bit disappointed it's just at the moment maybe it's a three or a three and a half star game but not mm. the game that i expected it to be Mm, there you go, the chance. Excellent. Right. Are you coming out soon? Sounds um, like there's uh, lots of lavender in it. There is some lavender and ginger. <laughs> I think I'm correct. Oh, it's like you have to do it. It's not the most obvious weapon to uh, it, it, look after yourself with, is yeah. it? Oh, no, take this bunch of lavender to the face. <laughs> I think, you'll throw, yeah, I think you, if I remember, you'd throw salt at things as well. Oh, salt as well. Well, yeah. obviously, I mean. Yeah. I did wonder when you said, what do you burn in churches? I nearly said heretics. I'm glad I did. <laughs> you should have done. When you said it now, it's good. <laughs> oh, um, no, sorry, did I say that out loud? Uh, um, Richard, have you got another game you can talk about? One more game each. Yeah. Um, Phantom Abyss, which is on Game Pass and uh, through Xbox Game Preview at the moment, is a, is a bit of a weird one. So it's like an asynchronous multiplayer game where you're tasked with running through these temples full of obstacles and and things to avoid. Um, But you can sort of see these phantoms and these phantoms are other players that have tried to clear this, this temple but have failed. So you use these phantoms to sort of guide you the right way. And if you see where someone's perished you're like oh there's there's an obstacle or a, or a trap there i need to be careful because the unique thing about phantom abyss is that each temple will only ever be completed once and then it disappears forever so it's all about procedural generated <laughs> temples um and if you're the one that's fortunate enough to get to the end uh you win that relic and then you can you can level up your whips you unlock new whips that'll help you traverse around these areas so it's a little bit Mm. like um an endless runner crossed with a with a battle royale in a a way except when i was playing it i need i needed to keep reminding myself that i wasn't racing against these phantoms because you'll you'll sort of start start in this temple and then they'll all run off in the same direction and you're like i need to pace myself a little bit here i don't i'm not against these people these people have already tried and failed i need to use these to my advantage so it's quite a unique concept um uh, i'm writing up a preview for it at the moment because it's not in full release um i think i have a few issues with its longevity because it sounds like a really good concept but 
if you if you get to the end of a temple and you earn a relic the next thing that you do is that same temple again but it's just a little bit longer so it's divided in i think the first first one you do is divided into three rooms and then the next one might be four or five rooms and it just sort of builds up that way okay so it does get a bit repetitive even though everything's procedurally generated you start to work out patterns of um there is this underlying story that that's drip fed to you by there's another person in in that you have like a safe room and there's another person there um and then see also these things i think they're called guardians um and you you're learning a little bit more about these so the the one in the first biome for example won't appear in the first room but if you make it to the second room it will then start chasing you and as you progress it chases you a little bit quicker so whilst it's not necessarily a race you can't dawdle if you see what i mean mm. um but yeah it's it's certainly worth a look like i say it's on game pass um i was quite pleased that i managed to win my first relic on my third attempt mm. whereas previous battle royals had taken me literally years to win anything so yeah uh take a look um, I just need to, hopefully, as it's in game preview, they're going to be adding a lot more stuff to it because I think that's my biggest concern about it at the moment is that even though there's these different biomes, how much fun you're going to get as you keep progressing, I'm not so sure at the moment. Oh, it sounds really, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I think I'm going to give it a go, I think. Definitely give it yeah. a go. Yeah, like I say, it's in Game Pass, but I think you'll see what I mean if you if you do give it a go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I, I don't think I will. <clears throat> you lost me at Battle Royale. Battle Royale, yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, I do have to just check. When you say that you can unlock new whips, are we talking about cars? No, yeah, it's the traditional version of the word. Oh, whip. definitely not so... interested then. Very <laughs> <laughs> down the kids for. I tell you what. <laughs> Paul. Let me just get on MySpace. What's your second second game? What is my second game? Well, given that we're recording this on a Thursday night, um, the one I'm talking about is under embargo until tomorrow, so today when you listen to this, so it should be all right. Um, And it's the latest RPG from Chemco, and it's called Silver Nornia, N-O-R-N-I-R. I've got no idea how you pronounce that second word. And basically, it's another Chemco retro-style RPG, um, but this time it has a unique selling point, and it's that the game appears to be played in fast-forward almost. When you're running around with your group of characters trying to explore all these dungeons, the speed they move at is ridiculous. People of a certain age will remember Benny Hill, and at the end of it, how we always used to have these speeded up sections where he was chasing young ladies around with the music. Yeah. And that's kind of what it feels like the game is channeling. All it needs is that music and it'll be perfect. Um, but, you know, it doesn't half make it difficult. The speed that the party travels at trying to get into the right place to go through a narrow gap or to open a chest or do whatever is is really, really difficult. Um, Have you checked the settings? 
Yes, they are good. There, there isn't a spare thing. Turning it I I ripped the power lead out, and it didn't make a difference. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's it's okay. The story's reasonable. It's very confusing at the moment with much time travel and all sorts of things. Um, but look out for the review today if you're listening to this on Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um. Dan, have you got another game? You might, I don't think you might have one, might you? No, I don't. I, yes, yeah, man. touched on all of mine. You can just relax. Matron. Sit back. <laughs> <laughs> the family podcast. Yeah. Um, and the last game I'm going to talk about is called a game called Tempus. Um, I think the review must be out now. Yeah. Tempus is a lovely little indie game that's just over £5. It's, you start the game and you're on this island called Tempest, and you're in the middle of nowhere, it's now, and you there's a storm, and you f- you find that you can kind of build a portal. <laughs> so you build a portal, this happens in the first two minutes, and you go through it, and then you're on the same island, but now it's 200 years in the future. And so you then have to go around the island and try to reactivate the portal. So hopefully you want to get back, but the moment you do that, you then go 2,000 years in the future on the same island that's the premise of it and so you're what you're basically doing is going to each of the six i think levels and you're solving a kind of puzzles trying to work out how to reactivate the portal by going over here and reactivating doing a puzzle and solving something like that going somewhere else da, da, da. and what's really nice about this it has no text um, you know, minimal cutscenes, but you're, it's, the, it's the thing I really enjoy is the kind of visual storytelling of like you're seeing these kind of worlds and trying to work out, oh, what happened here? What, who lived here? In one world, you're, you know, in one world, it's completely the water has filled the island, just water, and all the city bits are, all the sort of like bits of the island, like the accommodations is high above and it's forever raining and storming. It's just kind of stunning. And other times you see this massive kind of spaceship just ruined on the on the island and it looks like there's been some kind of war um and another time you're in this place is just run by robots and it's there's been a robot murder that you're trying to solve so it's it's a really clever little game and it's for over five pounds it's, it i've really i loved it i thought it's brilliant i love a kind of puzzle adventure as well and yeah i'd recommend it i recommend if you want to give something a go tempest it has a great soundtrack as well kind of a little indie thing I think I gave it four and a half stars. Um, maybe I gave it four. Definitely one or two. Um, <laughs> there was a uh, number in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's great. <clears throat> really enjoyed it. I like it when these little gems come along, especially in this busy time of big games, which we'll talk about in a second. Right, gentlemen, that's our games we've been playing. Let's have a look at some news. We're gonna we're gonna go through in a minute um, all the games that come out in November and have our thoughts on that. But first of all. We had um, a bit of PlayStation news. <laughs> <laughs> the PS VR 2 has been um, given a release date and a price and some games as well. 11 new VR 2 games coming out. So what we know, first of all, and it's coming out on February the 22nd, um, which will be able to get your new PS VR now Richard is our VR person here, so we're going to go straight to him. But how much is it, Richard? Uh, the 
base model is five hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, there is also. I'm sorry. How much? Five hundred and thirty pounds, which is more than English five costs. Well, you know, against the dollar, it's not great at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, the Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle, which comes with the Horizon spin-off, VR spin-off, for £570. Well, just hang on a sec. So you're saying the £530 version doesn't come with the game? No. Wow. Okay, interesting. Right. Yeah, please please continue. I'm just uh, my picture my jaw agape. I feel like Rob Watchdog here. This is great. <laughs> you can be Anne Robinson. <laughs> Too much information, Paul. <laughs> it's pricey. It is very pricey. Um, very much out of my price range at the moment, um, which is a shame because it it looks like I wasn't I was only an hour in. Um, and then these 11 new games got announced, and one of them, as I'm sure you can probably guess which one, stood out straight away for me. Which one was that? Richard? That was the Dark Pictures Switchback VR, mm. which is set in the Dark Pictures anthology world, but it's also sort of channeling um, the previous one, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which was oh, the, the VR spin-off of Until Dawn, uh, but it was set, sort of set on a roller coaster. And I, me and my friends have had a night playing that once, and I've ne- not dared go back to it since. It's just <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Wow. Um, but this this Dark Pictures one, so from, from what it sounds like, each level is based on a, an, an existing... Dark Pictures game, so you have to go through the, the ghost ship from Man of Medan or um, Little Hope, and then there's one based on the new The Devil in Me that's coming out soon as well. But there was one line in the description that stood out, and I was like, absolutely not. Um, let me try and find it now. Yeah, with the PSVR 2 headset eye tracking, we made enemies that only move when you blink and hear <laughs> demons whisper in your ear with the PS5's 3D audio. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whilst I would yeah. love to play it, I'm going to say the price is the reason I'm not getting it, but really it's that one sentence. It's because yeah. you're scared, isn't it? We know. Oh, absolutely. I haven't seen the trailer and these these enemies that, that move when you blink just, yeah, it's a big no for me at the moment. Right. Can I ask a question? You might know, Can you play on this new VR2? Can you play your old VR1 game? <laughs> This at the moment, I think it's up, up in the air. They have said that some of them will transfer over because at the moment the the uh, the PSVR one on the PS5 is a, a bit of a mess anyway. Right. So you have to have um, an adapt a special adapter for it for that from the hardware point of view, um, and then loads of different versions. It's not like xbox smart delivery where it works no matter what console it's on there's all these different loopholes to get to go around so with the vr2 i think they have said that some of them will transfer over but playstation have a nasty habit of not giving free updates either so any that are transferable will likely incur a a small fee to be able to do so okay right that's a shame um paul 
No, hello. Let's get, let's get it down first. We'll go to you. Paul. Oh Darren, yeah, yeah. What do you think about this? What's your? Do you like? Is it too much? What's going oh, on? Is it? Would you be interested? I would struggle. I'm one of those people that even if I'm buying a toaster or something, I have to research it and get a good price. I don't like paying over the odds for things. So I'm not necessarily saying that the price is over the odds for the technology because what Richard's described is sounds really cutting edge for VR, but I I couldn't pay that much for it. I just, especially with what's going on in the world at the minute, mm. I, I feel like a lot of people will think I'll wait. I'll wait for the hardware to go down or like I don't I can't see many people rushing to get this on on day one I might be wrong I mean it's an interesting collection of games when you look at it because I think Smilegate are bringing a Crossfire one as well which was an Xbox Xbox game Xbox exclusive I think Crossfire X and wasn't great so you've got that but then the people at Supermassive have been busy clearly because there's you know the dark pictures stuff come in um so there's some interesting titles in there but you know the, the price is a massive hurdle more so than ever so mm. i i'm personally not i've never been at the forefront of technology i need the latest thing now 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 anyway but i couldn't justify spending that much money yeah Paul, do, you, do you think it's a lot of money um what 530 quid <laughs> for a thing without a game no i'll have two <laughs> good grief i mean that's the that's the price. Well, it's slightly less now since they put the price up, but that's the price of a PS5 mm. to play games in VR without a game. And no, just I, I think. Well, to to be brutally honest, I think Sony are taking the piss there. Um, it's just far too expensive for for what it offers. Mm. I mean, if it's gonna scare the pants off Dobbo. I mean, it'd be worth getting one. I think we should get Neil to put his hand in his pocket. Um, well, I'm happy to do but, that. I'm <laughs> happy to and stream it, no problem, it. if someone buys but me one. It's just, <laughs> good grief, I can't get over the price of it. What was the um, VR1 compared to the PlayStation um, PS4? Do you remember? It's three, 349, the PlayStation Yeah, I think, it, I, think, I think the VR was that price as well. Okay. Um, but then they knocked, I think fairly soon, they knocked a, a decent chunk off that because that's when I picked one up. Right. So it's pretty much the same kind of idea that it's the same price, around about the same price. So it's not easy. I guess it? so, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, when you look at it that way. Right. It's just a lot of money. I think it's really, I think it's, I think it's a gamble at the moment as well. I was just thinking about as we're going into this long recession um, in the UK, it's. It is a gamble, isn't it? Maybe, the, fun. maybe people do it. Maybe people do find money for games and everything else. So it'll be fun. But maybe that it does have a, a Cities VR. I know. I I'm really so. That's my favourite one. <laughs> that looks great. Being in the city, I mean, I would love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've been tempted by it for a while, you know, of doing that. But I don't know how to justify that, maybe. I'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I mean, cities VR though. Could you not just sort of step foot outside of your front door and be in a city? <laughs> and it would you've cost, not, you've not it built cost you a penny. Yeah. You've not put all the policies in place in that city. Yeah. I, well, can stand, <clears throat> I can stand in the middle of the road with a bucket on my head, pretend I'm controlling everything. But you know what? I think, I think you, that that you've just written your new thirty second story. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't try that at home. It's uh, oh, no. to say. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say that I think I'm always hesitant to be at the forefront of new technology like this because 
in the gaming world, new brand new peripherals such as this don't really have the best track record of doing well, or they'll plummet in price, as Richard said, shortly afterwards. So that's another reason why I don't like to to buy them as soon as they hit the market. Yeah, absolutely. Um Good. Let's just talk a couple of other announcements. Oh, Atomic Heart has got a release date. Another February release date. February's busy, isn't it? Twenty first of February. Have you any of you seen the trailer for this? Yeah. I've seen. The, I've seen that there was a trailer, but I've mm. not actually managed to watch it. Unfortunately, I think it's a great trailer. Is it a game that I like? Gareth? I think it's a game yes. you're really gonna like. Yeah. Definitely. I want to say you sounded very northern then, Gareth. All I of a sudden. But... Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dobbo. I'll take your uh, seal of approval there. What what sort of game is it? Um, it's a first-person shooter, really, at its heart. But it's Are there much... aliens? It's uh, robots, AI robots that have gone sentient, I believe. Ooh. Set in, like, a communist <laughs> Russia. Oh, right. But the guy that did the, the music for Doom, I can't remember his name, He's he's composed the music for this as well, so it'd be another reason to do it. Absolutely, that's so Game great. Pass. Game Pass twenty first of Feb next year. Yeah, so oh. I um, shall look forward to that. <coughs> it looks good. Darren, you excited by that? Yeah, I had a look at this. I think um, we've been. I've kind of had my eye on it for a while, so it's nice to get confirmation of a new trailer and a release date. So definitely, we'll be downloading that. Um, let's go into let's talk about November. What's coming up in game wise? Um, let's talk. Let's talk about maybe some of the big. What's the? Let's talk about go through the group and see which is your big one you're looking forward to. We're going to chat about that first of all. Um, Darren, what's your big November game, if any, you're looking forward to? Well, I won't steal Richard's, which I sense will be one of his. But I'm really looking forward to Return to Monkey Island because um, I love the original. Um, and those kind of Lucasfilm games, you know, those kind of interactive stories that you play through. So I'm very excited for this. And I know there's been there's been a bumpy journey on social media and stuff, um, but I think it will be great. And the fact that it's, um, I think it's on Game Pass, isn't it, as well? Mm. So, I, yeah, I'm really excited for that, I've got to say. So maybe not the obvious choice, but one that stands out for me. It's, yeah, it's, it's, that surprised me when it's come to Game Pass. It was, mm. yeah, it's it's a great thing. That sort of came from nowhere, didn't it? But yeah, it yeah, does look, yeah. yeah, it's. I definitely can give that a go. Can't wait. Go back to that, um, Richard. What's what's your one you're looking forward to most? I think Darren was avoiding Sonic Frontier, so I best yes. talk about that then. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think we've mentioned it on the on the the podcast before, and I'm I'm still not hundred percent sold on it yet. But what I have seen recently has been exciting me a little bit more. Um, I just I just don't want them to to mess it up because this one's been the the big Sonic title for a couple of years now, um, and they've had enough time to sort of implement features a little bit better than they previously have done. I mean, the last new Sonic game I think was Sonic Forces, if you discount the the remaster of Sonic Colors and Sonic Forces wasn't great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Sonic Frontiers, but well, not necessarily nervous, but 
Hmm. What am I? I'm slightly <laughs> intrigued, but also a little bit nervous. Let's Maybe say a bit that. anxious. I mean, anxious. I think that's part yeah. and parcel of being a Sonic fan, isn't it? Especially in the 3D <laughs> realm. Like yeah. ever since I think Sonic Adventure 2, everyone's been like, "Oh, is this going to be good or is it going to be a mess?" And we've kind of been to both ends of the spectrum. So I'm very much with you on that. And that's coming out on the eighth. So that's not far away, is it? When is that? That's next week. Monday. Yeah. Oh. Monday. Same day as Monkey Island. Wow. There we go. That's exciting times. Um, there's a, there's a, another game coming out on Tuesday, though, which I'm more excited about. Well, good. We can talk about that <laughs> in a second as well. Maybe let's go to Paul next. What's your game? And then we'll go back round again. Paul. Hello. Um, well, obviously, leaving aside the standout of Football Manager 2023 on the console, <laughs> um, which I'm, I'm just all over, yeah. um, I'm going to have to go with... Um, from one of my favourite developers, Obsidian, Pentiment. Because that looks very interesting. Um, I've been keeping an eye on this while, uh, you know, it's been in development. And the style of the game and the, the typical Obsidian kind of attention to detail all looks to be there. So I'm very interested to see what it's like when it actually comes out. So... Yes, that's my uh, that's my tip for the top. Yeah, we don't know much about it. I mean, except for the style no, that's of it, it. That kind of <laughs> it reminded me of another game I reviewed, and I can't remember the name of the game. Sure, all set in those kind of like um, medieval, yeah, tapestry kind of world. It reminds um, me of that one where you were almost like you were a character from a painting, and you wandered mm, around talking to people. Do you know the yeah, one I mean? That's the one. That's I can't one, think that's what reviewed. it was called, and it was um, it was really good. I enjoyed that because yeah. it was stupid. So um, good. Well, we're <clears> looking forward to that. Let's go around. Oh, me, it's me, isn't it? It's you, Gareth. One. You have a second, Gareth. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let Richard do the next one because I think he's gonna have the same one as me. But I'm gonna go for <laughs> which is a big surprise. So the two big surprises for Game Pass this time was the announcement of Return to Monkey Island, which is really good, but also Somerville. Which is a game I've been really looking forward to. Oh, I had this on my list as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. And it's coming to we got we've got a date. I didn't think it was gonna come this year at all. So we know it's coming on about the fifteenth, isn't it? I think. Probably the same time as Pen- Pentiment. Um yeah. Yes. And and it's by one of the people we did inside, so it has that if you remember the trailers we saw that kind of um some of the conferences. It's this family and 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 their dog and they're coming going through a kind of world that's it looks like it's been attacked by aliens or something and they're trying to travel through. It looks great. So we're going to be playing that quite soon. But Darren, you've been looking forward to it as well, have you? Yeah, I have. I like the fact that I don't really know a lot about it as well. As they're saying, it's like a a sci-fi adventure and, you know, there's there's, there's been a massive kind of conflict that's been going on. So it, it sounds like the type of storytelling that really grips me in a game. So I'm looking forward to kind of going in with, with blinkers and not really knowing much about it. Very excited yeah. about that. And Darren, have you got another game? Have you know, I've nicked your one. Um, I think you've nicked my one. Uh, one that did catch my eye, um, and this is a shout for Paul because it'll be easy easy game of score, game of score is Caterpillar. <laughs> we <Which laughs> played Butterfly, Butterfly 2 and Synchro Hedgehogs. And I think Synchro Hedgehogs 2 and I've reviewed every single one. If the code's still up, I'll have to tell Neil I'll take it. Um, but yeah, you can earn about a thousand gamer score in about 30 minutes flat. So 
that's one for the for the gamer score list. But no, um, we've we've spoken about all the big ones that caught my eye. I think he's just reviewed that already. That'll be the review. I, I have to spin it into six hundred words, but that'll be the review if I get it. Okay. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> Richard, what's your next one? I can guess what it might be. Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record and mention something a series that I've just previously mentioned. So I'm going to leave that one for Gareth. Um, I'm going to mention Atari 50, the anniversary celebration. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that at all. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to say that. I thought that's what you were talking yeah. about. Wow. Good. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we've previously spoke about Atari before and, and how we, how the whole company holds a special place in my heart. And this is a compilation of 100 Atari games in in one collection basically um from the, the very beginning to i think it goes as far as the atari jaguar or is it links i can't remember which way around it is um anyway but there's all different different games from that entire era of when atari was big basically um but then the developers digital eclipse have sort of taken it upon themselves to, i think they've done five or six They've created five or six new games based on some of these existing franchises. So there was one um, about a quadrilogy of games, and the fourth one never got released. And they've they've taken it upon themselves to basically make that game from scratch for this collection. So there's there's some really interesting things in there, but then it's got this whole other thing. So with it being a celebration, there's this big timeline of Atari from the very beginning to the present and you can sort of view that as an interactive uh, almost like a museum exhibit basically it's got little videos it's got pictures and it's on, across this big timeline so it's very much m- much more than a, a traditional compilation of games they've really taken the time with it um, and yeah it's looking forward to that oh good there you go that's, that's, how many games again are there in there it's, over a hundred. Oh my god! Wow, brilliant. Um, Paul, what's your what's your other one? My next one is a game that I'm hoping will be as good as the first one that I played that I really really loved, and that's obviously Goat Simulator Three. <laughs> so, honestly, the, when that first came out, I played it, and it was like nothing else I'd ever played. It was completely mental a goat running around and licking things. It just was amazingly stupid. Um, And I'm hoping that lightning can strike twice and uh, it'll be there and just be as great as I remember the first game being. So, yes, that's the one to keep an eye out for me. Brilliant. Okay. Um, I'm going to really briefly chat. Of course, The Devil in Me, which we did a preview in last week's podcast, is coming out on the first, another one to look forward to on the 18th. Um, which we talked about last week, which I did the thing. We look forward to that. But also, I've got to mention this for a minute. It's got to be God of War 2, which is coming out next week on Wednesday. Um, I think the reviews just went up from other people. And it's getting mm, lots of, of good scores. Tens lots of tens. And, yeah. Um, I'm sort of just interested in going back into that world again. I mean, I love the I love the game, the first one. Before I started replaying the first one, I, I forgot how long it was because um, it's a big old game, isn't it? I think they're talking about this one's about thirty hours again, of like um, 
action. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be my sort of Christmassy game now, running up to the big one. I think. Um, mm. Anyone else looking forward to this? Mm. Have you not played the first one yet, Paul? I haven't played the first one oh, yet. I'm still God. playing. I'm still playing Thingamajig. Um, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Yeah, I'm still enjoying that. Yeah, I think that's. In, so, well, the good news is you can. You've got the first one to play, then this one. You're gonna have a great. I think you'll really like this. I, I do yeah. have. The, I do have the game sat there ready to play. Mm. It's just you know. Yeah, you'll love it. I think you'll really love it as well because of you having your son as well. It's a, it's a, I think it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. He is called Boy. Whenever <laughs> I want anything, it's like Boy. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Are you um, picking it up on release, Gary? Yeah, I think I'll get it on there. I think I've got something to. Tra- I've got Saints Road to trade in. I'll trade that in. <gasps> uh, um, is it five hundred and thirty pounds? It probably is. Yeah, I'll get it on. I'll get it on Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Uh, watch out for Tuesday. Spoilers. Tuesday, is it? Oh, There's been Tuesday. some leaks, apparently. Already. Oh, sorry, no. Wait. Is it Wednesday? Right. Yeah, Wednesday? One of them days. One of those days. It's one of them days next week. Yeah. But it's a good November, isn't it? There's a lot going on. Also, there is, yeah. um, there's loads of games we haven't talked about. Geometric ge- ge- Sniper. And one game that I nearly pronounced wrong. And that game's called Yum Yum Cookstar. I nearly got that wrong. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> I don't even want to think about <laughs> no, how you nearly got that wrong. Uh, that's coming out on the <laughs> um, oh, uh, Right. Um, what are we looking forward to next week? I think we said really what we're looking for. But let's go. Paul, what are you looking forward to? Hello again. Um, I am, for my sins, going to be spending the majority of the week in Wakefield next week, up Dobbo's neck of the woods. Mm. Hello. Um, hi. So yeah, it's quite funny. I was chatting to the uh, the lady that's in charge of the operation up there, and she's got a proper Yorkshire accent. And I kept finding myself saying, "You know," when I was talking to her, she was like, "What do you mean, you know? Are you taking the Mickey out of my accent?" Oh yeah, a little bit. But anyway, um, so yeah, basically traveling up and down the motorway every day, apart from Thursday when I get to go to Norwich just for a change your pace okay. so, i don't know what's worse uh, well you know yorkshire or norfolk it's a close run thing mate it really is well if you get yeah. any time off paul send me a message I'm 20, i will 20 minutes away from wakefield if i have to yeah. pop in there Ah, that sounds interesting. I might just do that. Dobbo, Dobbo, yeah. rescue me. Save they're me. All, they're all talking weird. I'm too near the prison. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> um, Richard, what about you? Apart from meeting Paul, what are you looking forward to? Uh, obviously God of War, although I'm not I'm not sure if I'm picking it up on release yet, um, although the reviews probably swayed me the other way. Uh, Harvestella is out tomorrow, which is a Square Enix farming action RPG. Um, all buzzwords that I love. But then uh, on Sunday is the start of I'm a Celebrity, and who doesn't want to vote for Matt Hancock to do all the Bush Tucker trials? <laughs> oh, blimey. But he's promoting dyslexia. Please tell me you're not serious. <laughs> I am serious. I, don't, I really no. like this one. No, come on. <laughs> I, I had more respect for you, Dobbo, than to watch I'm a Celebrity, really. It's a yeah. guilty pleasure, what can I say? Um, guilty or something. What about you, Darren? <laughs> 
Um, I um, I've watched Time Celebrity since the Noel Evans was in it. That was great. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. Um, we're going to meet some friends at the board game cafe tomorrow for a few drinks and board games, which is a nice relaxed way to spend the day off. And then I'm only in work till Tuesday, and then I've got a couple of weeks off there or thereabouts. So looking forward to not having to deal with crumbling technology for a couple of weeks. Brilliant. You okay. you seem to have more holidays than Santa. What's going on? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to go to Dublin as well in a couple of weeks. That'll be nice for a few days. Mm-hmm. Technically not next week, though. But yeah, I know. I don't know what it is. Good. Well, that's so good. What Darren's life. Um, right. <laughs> um, we'll see you next time. If you want to get hold of you, where do we get hold of you, Richard? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at double nineteen twelve. And Paul, what about you? I am also on the Twitter. Um, I'm too old for Instagram, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. And Darren Bailey. Also on Twitter, um, my handle is at twenty seven Darren. Thank you, Frankie. On, on many things. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but for now, <laughs> on street corners. Yes, exactly. With, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a bucket on my head, trying to direct the city. Um, but for now, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.